when product is out in front saying to the users in a press release, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, engineering is like, what the fuck's he doing? Oh, but he just told him December. But I guess we... What's up, everyone? Welcome to the podcast, a show dedicated to talking about all the poggers things in life like music, content creation, video games, with a heavy focus on the first-person shooter Escape from Tarkov. I'm Jesse Kazam, one of your co-hosts, the Escape from Tarkov streamer and YouTuber. And I'm Veritas, uh, the Tarkov streamer that is interestingly enough regarded as both the Carol Baskin and the Joe Exotic of the Escape from Tarkov community. Best intro so far. That's incredible. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm worse for Tarkov than than those two are for animal rights. <laughs> Don't say that. It's not worse. <laughs> I mean, talk to Reddit, bro. <laughs> okay. Can't talk to Reddit. Surprised none of them have a hit out for me at this point. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, <laughs> that you no, know let, of. Yeah. Let's uh, as 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 usual, let's hop right into the uh, the state of the game. Um, so what was it? Was it today that twelve four six came out? Or was it yeah. yesterday? I'm my, my times are all screwed up. But um Yeah, as far as I know, that was uh that was put out this morning. And the you know, the notes that they said the biggest things were fixed some causes for the main freezes during combat. So I found that interesting that they specifically put during combat because I stutter all the time. Yep. And then we had previously talked about like this Reddit theory that like ammo was related to it. So I'm not in any way saying that they like acknowledge that theory, but I was just interested that they it could have just it could have meant nothing, but it could have meant something that they were like com like stutters during combat. So I was just interested to see. So I, I actually didn't it. see the I didn't see the patch notes, but that's actually really interesting because I did play this morning right afterwards, okay. and I I played for I played maybe ten or fifteen matches uh, raids, and it felt good. Um, I had maybe. Four or five stutters. Um, really? But they were they weren't combat related. It was always like random I was going to open a door or I was going to do so it, it that makes me think that um and I also just did a couple of raids um earlier while I was on a work call. Um <laughs> God, I was just fucking around. And uh <laughs> the I did get a couple of stutters, but they were when you'd hear um, on labs like the announcer voice, so yeah. which correlates with the scav spawning in, which is not combat related, or at least I wouldn't yeah. put that in in the combat category. Um, so that's really interesting because I the, the worst ones were when you were like aiming down sights and you go to peak an angle and it's like yes freezes. Like those are the ones that really fucking just they ruin yep. the game. Like how um, far around this corner am I gonna be when I come back? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, today it was mostly just like I'd be running and I'm like, I'm frozen. I'm frozen. Oh, okay, cool. As I'm going to unlock a door or I'm going to open up a bag or, or something like that. So that's super um, interesting. I was watching yeah. Deadly Slob play this morning while I was working and he, people kept asking him about it and he was saying that too. He was like, he's like, I haven't been stuttering nearly as much. It's still happening, but not nearly as much. So it was interesting that they put during combat because then a separate note was various bugs causing minor freezes and stuttering. So they split them up into two distinct points of the patch notes. So yeah, I mean, so when I talked to Nikita, he bullet pointed like four different distinct 
causes. Um, really? One was like memory related. One was like networking related. One was the engine. Um, there's some other like optimization stuff. So I'm I'm assuming they probably fixed like one and then yeah. like a subset of one of the other bigger <laughs> categories or something because that's a yeah. huge ass grab bag when it comes to optimization. But yeah, and I, I mean overall overall it felt good. I'll, we'll have to see how it feels in a week or two because yeah. whenever there's like a this wasn't a patch. Uh, I mean, it wasn't a wipe. So, um, but you know that whenever they do a big patch and they and a big wipe, that everything feels fucking great on day <laughs> one, and then day two it feels a little worse, and then by day ten it's like we're fucking back to where we were. Like we always think that yeah. they fixed it all. Oh my god! And it's like no, well they just cleaned out the closet, but now we're all hoarders. <laughs> Basically, you know, it feels like they just like cleared the cache for the whole system, and then it's like it's great for a few days. So yeah, I mean that's it's good. I mean I feel like that's all we can hope for with these like iterative updates. Like because there's there's just never gonna be a time where it's like we fix stutters. Like if we ever get to a stutter free Tarkov, it'll be incrementally. You know what I mean? So it's cool. I mean I, I we talked about it last week. I love these. I just love the frequent. I love that even between twelve point four and twelve point five, we get twelve point four point two point four point six. Like it just. The um, the frequency with the updates, um, everything else felt like I didn't notice it. Bug uh, ammo being spent in the hideout. I don't shoot at the firing range all that often. Um, this came back because then this used to be a thing. Fix a bug with the ability to get into labs during nighttime. Oh, I thought interesting. That, I thought labs just always wasn't it that it like rotated. Yeah, it synced with whatever the left time was. Yeah, it could, That's it could what be I so. I, that's what I thought as well. But somebody, the, the rumor was the like old wives' tale was basically that if you went into a factory lobby at like nighttime and then like you backed out and then went into labs, it was a different lobby because you'd see like a different set of people looking yeah. for group than you would before. Um, that was totally a thing. I, re I remember. Yeah. That being so, a thing. I mean, I, th Think that that's probably what they're talking about um yeah uh, like almost like a second hidden secondary hidden uh lobby but yeah i mean it generally something that didn't affect me the hideout thing didn't affect me although <laughs> yeah. i'm pretty sure the ammo thing if you like close the game and open it back up you have all you have the uh your ammo back yeah um, like as opposed to it's it's supposed to just as soon as you go back to your inventory but i had been hearing that that people were saying that it was consuming your ammo but if you hard close the game that it would all be back. Yeah. Which is, that's nice. Yep. Um, but overall, I mean, it, the, the only other thing that, that was really annoying um, was a few different things. One, it seemed as if if you were on 16-9 aspect mm -hmm. ratio, um, I don't know if it was everybody, but everybody I've talked to, their aspect ratios got changed to 16-10. So everybody's aspect ratio got fucked. And Yo, I need to check mine. Then. Yeah. Um, but then also, I I was having issues. This could be related to the fact that because the, the the servers were down, so I played like Doom and then Call of Duty, and then uh -oh. like I was going back and forth between a bunch of games. And Call of Duty is notorious for like needing a fucking graphics patch every time you launch the goddamn game. <laughs> so yeah. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but um, I was having issues with my OBS capturing the game. Like, I'd be getting 200 mm. frames in the menu, and I'd be moving my mouse, and you could see, like, the nice, you know, 140 hertz yeah. circle of cursors. But then on OBS, it was, like, 
Weird. So, and the whole going from windowed to full screen to um, it, yeah. like it, it was all fucking weird, and I, I couldn't get it to capture correctly. I had to like turn on, uh, turn off VSync, um, which then like capped my frames again because I had them uncapped, which is a whole other yeah. thing. Um, Dude, and then it, it worked feels- for a bit, but not after that. The, man, it feels like getting getting the settings working right is such a complicated. That's why I've never really messed with the like uncapping frames. I I got borderless to work, so I just like stopped touching it. Yeah. It's, it seems like it's so weird. Well, I, I was, mean, they even put in there that they fixed some uh, interface layouts for four by three screens. Weird. People were playing at four by three, but all the dudes with like the CRT. Yeah, <laughs> I guess. Um, I saw a Reddit post where some dude was playing on his CRT monitor. I was like, hey man, if that's... I mean, you get... What... There's like n- no input lag at all. Uh, yeah, there's, a lot there's of advantages. Speedrunners and, and stuff use uh, CRT screens. But um, <laughs> but yeah, there's something something was definitely definitely funky. Uh, I've, I've had issues before where if I go full screen... And I uncap my frames. I'll be sometimes. I mean, when it was when it was at its peak, and I was running labs, I could get 180 frames on labs. Um, this oh. was this was months ago. They did something that fucked everything up. But um, and I would yeah. get four or five hundred frames in the menu, um, which is not like it doesn't matter. But at least it's yeah. a good like you know it's a good metric if like I should yeah. be getting four five six hundred FPS. Even though you can't see it and it's the menu, yeah, so yeah. it doesn't matter. It just is like, oh, now you know that, like, your GPU's humming, everything's going good. Yeah. Um, but um, but then if I were to do Alt Enter, which would bring you into uh, Borderless, um, mm-hmm. all of a sudden it would go down to fifty or sixty, and then I hit Alt Enter, and then all of a sudden I'd be at two hundred, and then I hit Alt Enter, and I'm like, so it was noticeable frame rate That's difference. Weird. So full screen was always optimal for me. Um, but now it seems like it's fucked up somehow. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll need to investigate some more and see if anybody else has experienced I'm also that. just used to playing Escape from Tarkov at like 52 frames because I, I play in stream on the same PC. So I've never ever like factory if I'm in a corner looking at the wall, I can get cap it at the 120. Yeah. But like if I'm playing the game at all, like <laughs> I'm like if I get high 40s in a gunfight, I feel good about myself. <laughs> So, so then they yeah. also did this week. Uh, we got a little gift, a little, little hashtag "Stay Inside," huh? Did you yeah. see that? That was funny. Uh, yeah, yeah. That it was a specifically "Stay Inside" gift, which I mean, I guess that's that's cool. Like, if no, if, I'm if I'm glad that they're promoting to, yeah. people to to be not be fucking idiots. Um, <laughs> although it was an, a, to me a really interesting smattering of items. It was so weird. It was such a random. It was like here's some ammo, but no gun, and a couple of rigs, no and like a helmet that nobody wears. Yeah, and you had two of them. The that's like the ULAC, but without the ear protection. It was like, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I wear those just for style because I think it's cool to wear some of the different things sometimes. But uh, yeah, but yeah, it was just like a, huh? Thanks. Cool. Yeah, I'm never gonna like poo poo it. It was just like I really yeah. wonder who chose. Who chose these things? Like, whose Those job items. is it? There are people who were probably like, uh, I don't know any of these things. There's one of yep. the interns. Yep. It know. is It is super interesting. I mean, yeah, exactly. Like, I would never downplay it. I think it's cool. I think it's... it's Especially because what's so interesting is, like, I'd still love to see the 
like uh, breakdown of how many people are playing the game and what levels they are. Because we we had such a wave of people come in with the drops event, and then we've had a few sales, and like yeah. it's been pretty wild. So it's interesting because it's hard to separate that where it's like, oh, like this affects my gameplay none at all. You know what I mean? But there might be people out there that were like, any gear is like dope. So uh it's uh so it's interesting. But but yeah, it's a good thing. We've gotten it a few a few times now, which I feel like is a it's like not it's like a relatively new thing. It was always a Christmas gift. But then just in the past like five or six months, we've gotten like four or five. We've got a million rubles and they've always been times. apologies, basically. Like sorry, <laughs> yeah, exactly. sorry we fucked up. Sorry we deleted your money, or sorry, you yeah. know, that cheaters were rampant. Or like I feel like one of them was in response to like a week's worth of everybody complaining about cheaters. Uh, yeah, maybe. There was one where it was just like the game was just like broken. It was like down for like so much of a week. But then it was so interesting because the very first one I think was the million rubles and it like that like rebroke the game because everybody signed on to get their million rubles. Just to the collect their rubles. Time. Yeah. It was like just <sighs> never underestimate the power of free stuff. I think is the is the lesson to be learned there. But it's cool. You know, it's yep. a it's a nice little little thing that they do for people. And you know, like I said, I just have to always kind of keep that perspective of like maybe it means a lot. Just some level, you know, 19 dude who's really trying to get this quest done. And it's like, you know what? <gasps> Never seen these items before. Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. that guy, I bet, is super stoked. And that's a good thing. I'm, I'm, I wonder thing. what I would... I'm trying to think back to like Young Very when I first started. Because <laughs> like, again, it's a different it's a different game. I had a different mindset. Yeah. And even just like looking at the menus and everything, I just remember it was a different experience. When yep. like my, my inventory was full of like packas and like SKSs and with the occasional suppressor and I and I was like I'm fucking rich like I'm getting <laughs> yeah. there the one yep. M4 that I wouldn't touch um nope. it's it's really easy to forget those days um but uh but I wonder what I would have done with a bunch of items that <laughs> I probably would just would have went in their factory and lost them and yeah. probably would have been okay with it um yeah past a certain point but threw it at the bottom of the stash and never used it like the rest of my gear took my pistol back out <laughs> but it's cool yeah um so i think uh i think the big topic that we wanted to discuss today was just i don't know what you'd even call it i guess just like tarkov meta and like what what is that we we were talking twitch before chat the meta <laughs> twitch chat yeah yeah exactly they have we their own meta for the, the show about the uh the ex- not the battle going on but the difference of opinion i i find a lot of the streamers and it's it's not that it's not that like it's like streamers versus chat or even all streamers do this or all chat but there just seems to be where a lot of the people that i watch or even in my own streams there's a lot of questions that constantly get thrown around of like why you're not using you know x piece of gear and we can even go like really hard into the benefit of the doubt like technically there there's always a better thing. We've talked about this a lot. You've made videos about it with ammo, armor, and all sorts of stuff for like, yes, of course, technically class six armor is better than five or nine, nine, five is better than five, five, a one. So, you know, a lot of times those questions can be understandable, but I think, I think, uh, I think Tarkov is a really interesting game where what is considered the best of the best isn't necessarily always required. So I'd love to hear your thoughts on, do you get, that as well and what are some of your responses when you get those questions i mean 
Never, yes. right? You've never gotten I, that one. <laughs> I no, I I never not get it. It's like a, a, an ongoing meme in the stream to where, yeah. like, to me, it's usually, actually, no, it really depends on what I'm wearing. If I'm wearing one of two backpacks, it's why are you using that? If I'm wearing a helmet, it's why why am I wearing a helmet? When I don't wear a helmet, it's helmet, question mark, question mark, like, dude, you forgot the helmet, bro, bro, dude, dude you know, like. That is one of the most triggering things to people and even to me just like probably two months ago if i saw you not wearing a helmet i'd be like oh my god what is that like that the helmet specifically like people who don't wear helmets it's like a it trigger like real so chad hard. move going in without a helmet i'm like <laughs> actually i'm just trying to save money save like, money <laughs> um and, and then very much so a byproduct of that face shields as well yeah so that, there's so there's so much to talk about here so let me let me let me talk about the first thing that I think is relevant here, and that is where you're going. So if I'm going to labs, yeah, what goes through a lot of people's heads is you're going to labs. So that means that there is all these juiced up players, right? So if you're yeah. going to survive, you need the best stuff, right? Question mark. But then that's half of the people. Then the yep. other half of the people are saying, well, you're going to labs. Everybody's using the top tier shit. Which means it's just going to rip through, like shred through your tier six. So why yeah. even why even buy a helmet or a face shield? It's it's so funny. Like half of my mods like argue one thing because there have been times where I've used that as a reason, and then yeah. the other half like it, it all depends on when they became a mod. Like argue the other thing <laughs> where it's like if I wear a helmet, they'll say, uh, you know, oh why are you you're wearing a helmet now? Have you been converted? It's like usually it's just because I either have one. Yeah. Or I got it off of a guy, or I don't care, and I'm just feeling like, eh, fuck it, we'll just use some really good shit that yeah. I that might not be efficient, but it'll be fun and or different. Or if I'm going in with like, if I'm gonna spend a little bit more on a gun build, I feel like I want to spend a little bit more on the armor and maybe a little bit more on the ammo and maybe maybe get a helmet with a face shield because what you're doing is you are spending shit tons more money. Yeah. To increase your survival rate, a tiny fraction. Yeah, it's like you spend the first sixty thousand rubles will increase your survival rate drastically because yeah. it's like going from nothing, like no gun, no armor, to shotgun level two armor. Well, now you've just infinitely you've just quadrupled yeah. your chances. But then once you go yeah. from level two to three, it's like eh, it's twenty percent. Level three to level four, it's eh, you know it depends on what you come up against. Yeah. Um, and it's super situational, right? Like you might come against a scav that has a Taws and you might have an 80,000 ruble helmet without a face shield and level six armor and he'll across the map Taws you in the face and you'll die. Yeah. Or, you know, or sometimes I'll be wearing no helmet and I'll survive seven fights with fully geared dudes because they're all just peppering me in the chest. Nobody hits me in the head and it's like, didn't need a yeah. helmet there. Um, yeah. But the thing is, when it comes to labs one of my biggest philosophies is because public service announcement there's no insurance on labs every day there's still dozens of people that are like what, what oh do you mean? yeah is that a bug i've been getting that too no, yeah. it's just by design it's never it's 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 like the old wives tale that's actually true that people are like what do you mean but i can insure my shit and they say <laughs> they're going to get it back you know but nobody you, you can't like audit 
to see like how many did I get back from yesterday because people just collect them as they get them. They don't pay attention yeah. to when. So they never um, know. Yeah. So they never really know that they don't get it back. Um, so my philosophy is I'm actually less willing to take in super good shit into labs with me mm. because one of the biggest benefits and values you get out of um, going to going to other maps is you have insurance. So if I'm wearing yeah good armor, good helmet, and a good gun, and I go to customs and I wipe a four-man squad, I can go to a bush, drop all my stuff, I'm going to get everything back, yeah, and then I can grab the two sets of armor, two guns, and then one more set of armor and one more gun is now my primary that I'm like stealing and adopting on my yeah. way out. So by going into labs with, I'll usually grab that level three, the six B armor, uh, chest yeah, rig combo. I'll like grab rig that and armor, yeah, and then like a mid tier, mid level gun and ammo combination. I won't wear a helmet, um, and I'll wear swords just because I think that's like the most important thing, at least for me. Um, yeah. and then from there, it's like if I can kill one or two raiders or even like a small squad. Which is trivial to do with M80 or with uh, BT ammo or whatever. You just got to play it yeah. right with budget stuff even, or SP5. I mean, tears tears up. Yeah. Um, then, well, now I can drop my random Vepper and my shitty tier three armor, and it's fine that I'm not going to get it back because it's only ninety thousand in stuff. But I'm yep. replacing it with a three hundred thousand ruble HK. And a two hundred thousand ruble Gen Four, yeah. and the guy's helmet is now going on my head that didn't have anything, so I didn't drop anything yeah. to get it. So, to to me, like when it comes to if you want to play high value and economically, um, then going with like mid tier, semi budget but still competitive um, stuff is is how you make the most amount of money. There's a curve where it's like investment survivability. There's yeah. like where the two meet. It's like the supply, demand, and economics, where the two meet is like the sweet spot for um, yeah. profitability. And uh, to me, it's like an M1 with M80, 20-round mags, a PK-06 on it, and then like a decent size, a normal backpack. Not one of the big ones, just like a normal um, backpack and some swords. And like, you know, I, I can walk out of there fully geared up, replacing all of the shit. And the M1 is great because it can be one, one slot, one column when you yeah. take the mag out so a lot of times oh, it can yeah. fit in that if you have the green backpack inside of the what's the other the, backpack the beta inside the attack too no the beta inside of the other one the good backpack from back in the day not the oh the tri-zip the tri-zip oh and one, you get the one yeah so you can yeah. fit the m1 in there whereas the beta that, inside of the attack you can usually fit one more gun in there or a couple of yeah. helmets so it's like oh That's I, so interesting i'm not gonna lose the uh the m1 so i can just quickly have it and take it in with me next time around um that's super interesting how you brought up like insurance being a factor because i know like insurance definitely plays so much more of a factor with the weight system in because like you were saying it's so much more economical and just uh better from a gameplay perspective to just ditch all of your stuff in a bush then load up because now you're going back to square one and if there's more loot you can put it in your backpack and you're not 90 kilograms and you can't move anywhere and your your base, you know what I mean the the per, the percentage of getting your stuff back when you hide it, even in a bad hiding spot, is so much higher. Just like people don't go looking for you know. When was the last time you were in a often. bush or yeah. looked in a bush? I've never done it. 
it's happened so few times where like I'm in a bush for a different reason and you're like, oh, there's, you know what I mean? There's stuff yeah. here, but it's the, you know, it goes up to like 90 plus percent. You're going to get it back. So it's just, it's such a no brainer to do it. So it's interesting how like that affects how meta you'll play labs because you know that that's not an option because yeah, if you go in with meta and meta means you're already 39 kilograms, you kill a raider and you can barely move. And it's like, what's and you the don't want to drop your stuff. Yeah. I risked 450,000 rubles worth of kit on me. I spent 170,000 rubles on a key and now I have 200,000 rubles worth of raider gear. I got to go. I don't have anything else to do. So that's interesting. My, my take on the whole meta stuff is always like, I, I just wish you could play everything out over time. Like, you know what I mean? Over, you know, like the uh, face shields are a great, a great one because like I, I live for a long time where like once I was like good enough at the game to always have like money, like not like 130 million, but like enough. I immediately got to that place where it's like, I never ever went into a raid without a face shield. It was just like this. It was like uncomfortable to go into a raid without a face shield because you're just like, well, what if, somebody's got a shotgun and you get shot in the face. And it's just like, because there's no way on the back end to like, know. like I wish you could just be like over a hundred raids with a face shield. How many of the times that you died, did you die to the face with a bullet that wouldn't have penned the face shield? It's, it's so an if, impossible if those, calculation. Yeah, but if we take those hundred raids and narrow it down to like twice in the hundred raids, I was saved because of the face shield. How much do a hundred face shields cost versus two kit? And what you and what so what you have to do because I've tried to do this like math before. Yeah, what you essentially so need to do is when when the shield saves you, and this is the same thing with armor and with helmets and with face shields. When it saves you, the value you got is everything you made out of the raid that you have to assume you wouldn't have if it didn't save you so if you had a gun that was insured and everything in your backpack and all that's like you have to say okay if i got a million rubles worth of stuff on me then that yeah. face shield just saved me a million rubles yes. minus yeah. thirty thousand for it for the face shield um, Very true. but then otherwise you then have to say okay but it didn't it, it didn't do anything for me in in x percentage of the raids and it, yeah so either like it, it wasn't a factor yeah and or it didn't save you like you got one tapped with m61 or with bt or whatever just through the shield or you got shot in the ear yeah in that case like the money was wasted but then you then have to subtract the number of times you get it back yeah but then you also have to subtract the amount that you repaired it so it's, it's just yep. like it's an impossible it's, it is but it's it's an impossible thing to like prove mathematically but once you start talking about what that equation looks like, people start to understand, oh, that does make sense because you, it, because you can see, because nobody, if you, know, if you ask the question, like out of 100 times you died, how many times did you get shot in the face? Okay, so all the times you didn't get shot in the face, the face shield didn't help. You know, how many times did you get shot in the face with a round with 22 pen? Because at 29 pen, it's going right through. And once you start to talk about the equation, and then... What's even crazier to me is that when you apply the same logic to ammo, right? It just the it it just goes crazy because a face shield. Let's say I buy a face shield and don't die for ten raids. You know what I mean? It's like 
the value of the face shield spread out over 10 raids and the potential risk of getting shot in the face. It's like that's that it because it's almost like more worth it over time because like over the course of more raids, you might have a higher chance of getting shot in the face with a Taz bullet. And it's like, okay, that saved you. You don't consume that face shield every raid. But like, you know what I mean? It's running a VSS and running SP5 versus BP. Like you're gonna shoot things. You have to. Like it's part of the game. It's a lot and easier the, to do that math. The huh? It's a lot easier to do that math with it, ammo. It's easier to do that math, and it just and it exponentially is more obvious that running the cheaper stuff is more valuable. You know what I mean? Like, yep. like a, it's so much more economical because you have to shoot. You know what I mean? There, there are times where like one mag because I le legitimately enjoy like relatively budget like VSS kits, like class four armor. You know what I mean? A class four helmet with no face shield and some swordens. And some twenty rounders, like a thirty round mag of BP, could almost pay for the kit. It's not, maybe not quite, but you're never running one mag. If you're running BP and you run four mags, your whole the whole kit, the whole next kit's paid for. So it's just wild. Yeah, I mean that mag is as, is, is as much as the gun. the The mag and ammo is as much as the gun with a twenty rounder of SP five. Uh, yeah, it's it's crazy. It's just, and ju and just to think, you might not shoot a single one of those bullets. Yeah, you know you, you might, might have not ten max. Yeah. yeah, you might just get, you might get one tapped off the off the start, which happens a frustrating amount of times. Or like it makes me like it makes killing scavs like physically hurt. Like when I've got nine nine five, you know what I mean? It's like fourteen hundred rubles around, and yeah. you start whiffing on this scav, you're like, oh, like it just hurts. There's so much money spent. So it's a uh, it's super interesting, but but it's but what I find is that like. So when like we were able to just like just now walk through the process of like why because we're not saying for the record, we're not saying that running 995 isn't like bad for you know what I mean? It's not it, it will increase your survivability a little bit. It's just like you were saying, like, where's that curve? But we were able to walk through, you know, like armor and you know, insurance and how that plays, and then ammo even more. But it's so interesting because the ammo thing it feels like it's harder for people to understand because, and I talked about this a little bit in a video I did that like maybe the unintended consequences of like the, uh, the, the super stock answer everybody gives is just like, if there's one thing you know, need to know about Tarkov, use the best ammo. Because that was, that was always, the, that was always the mantra that everybody would always teach. But to be fair to them back in the day, the ammo prices, like ammo, wasn't limited. Yes, it was locked behind quests, and that was it. And it wasn't ridiculously overpriced. So yeah, there was no way. Like I remember when I think it was, it was either eleven five or eleven seven that Labs came out, and when Labs came out, the Igolnik round came out, and I remember sitting on the flea market being like seven hundred rubles per round. Yeah, no that way. That is insane. Like that's like no way. And I was like flipping it and making all this money. And like, you know, like three days ago, I bought 30 rounds of 995 just for like 1400 rubles around. So it's definitely not like, uh, like you're saying, not to anybody's detriment for a really long time. That was the absolute best thing to know about Tarkov because you could only buy it from the dealers or find it off of dead bodies. And even still right now, it's still one of the best. It's like, dude, you got to learn the ammo. Like to be efficient, you got to learn the ammo. 
But like an unintended consequence of that being the most forthcoming like advice ever given and then BSG changing the game is it's so much harder for people to grasp the like, I see what you're saying, but like BP is better. And it's like, you're, I, it's not, I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just like there's more to that equation. And so it, it's such an interesting discussion that hey, happens here, a lot. Here's the thing. There's a, a large amount of the ammo options you have in the game are fucking garbage. Just like useless. Yes. They don't fit in anywhere. They might be cheap, but it's like if you have like SP and PP and PS and T, it's like all four of those things are available to like a level 15 guy with, yeah. a, you know, level two traders. But like, and they're all about the same price. So like, you kind of have like one that is the best if you were going to run into all dudes wearing nothing and like ones that yeah but like otherwise it's really just like kind of one option out of yeah. those and that yeah so there's no reason ever to use a ton of the ammo and you know if you come across um like a fully juiced up guy and you know like wearing killer armor and uh, a killer helmet or or you know a fort alton yeah. or whatever and you're using uh, rip nine mil. I mean, it, it's like eighty fucking bullets. Yeah, you know, to kill the guy, or it's going to be like twenty to the same leg or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it's people just get the impression because they're bouncing bullets off of them that that like you should never use this because it's so bad. Or there's also the alternative of you should always just just use rip and go for the legs because I mean, yeah, sure, it's fifteen. It's, it's only fifteen bullets. It's like, but what they're using will kill you in one or two bullets. Yeah. So it's not like it's impossible, but it's just like, what's your trade-off? Um, yeah. But so the, the the big thing to me in this conversation is about efficiency. And it's it's part of the reason, like the biggest trouble that I think a lot of people have. It might be the, the biggest issue that, that all players have overall. If I had to guess just based on the number of people that ask me, it's mm -hmm. making money reliably. Yeah. And so the way that I look at it, I there's it's not practical to get fine grain down to the helmet face shield percentage chance of saving you compared to insurance return. Like, no, I just think about, OK, what what do I what's my average that I spend on a kit? OK, yeah. let's say it's let's say it's uh, we'll make the numbers easy. Let's say it's one hundred thousand. Mm -hmm. OK, now when I survive. How much stuff am I leaving with? Let's say the average there is 300,000. Yeah. Okay. What's my survival rate? Let's say it's oh, 50%. So the way it works is you survive and you make 300. You survive and you make 300. So now you've spent 100. Yep. You've made, you've 600, made 600. But then you die and then you die. So now you are at, you've made 400. So now you're 400 positive. But then if yep. you go and you die the next four raids in a row, which is entirely possible, yep. well, now you've broken even. So now you're back yeah. to square one. So that's the way that I look at it is because honestly, I find that the gear that I take with me past a certain point, if I'm not taking in like a Keter or a pistol and nothing else, like if I have level three armor and above, and I have a gun with 
mid-tier ammo. You know, something yeah. with at least, I'd say, 30 pen um, on average. Uh, or, you know, it depends on if there's a lot of fire rate. You know, if yeah. you're using a, a an MP9 or whatever, like, well, then the numbers are a little bit different than compared to like, a, a Vepper or something. But yeah. um, how I play and the amount of money that I spend, um, as long as it's, like, mid-tier stuff, I find that, like, my survival rate is going to be 30 to 40%. Pretty much no matter what I use, yeah. as long as I have like a red dot on a rifle and I'm yeah. wearing armor. Yep. Because like you're saying, just that is going to increase your survival rate. It gets you like 80% of the way there. And that's so interesting. And I love that thinking. It's like a higher thinking than just the raid that I'm in. And like, can I, can I wipe the, the Chad group of four people in front of me? It's like, it's over time. Am I making money in the long run? Am I playing... To like the strengths of the game over time and i think that's like that's all part of the conversation of like tarkov just feels like such a different game because you've you know you've got games that are like all about mechanics um you know like csgo you know what i mean where it's just like if you click on heads better than me you're gonna kill me you know what i mean like almost every time i, I feel like mordhau is like that where like if you're just if you're good, you're good. There's not like RNG, like a, a dude up there is not throwing rocks at the back of your head and going to distract you while you're doing it. But that is how Tarkov is. And then the other layer of it is like progression drives Tarkov, right? There's like acquiring wealth is the point of the game. You know yep. what I mean? Like because well, how else? How do you afford your HK and what do you do? Like you know what I mean? The the whole risk reward. So you have to like Tarkov. Tarkov almost demands of you to think differently about what's happening in the raid. And like, and it's very obvious that surviving is the most important thing. Yeah. And when you approach a game that demands you to think that way with a different mindset, it's easy to see how it's like, I don't get it. This is better though. Why would you not better. maximize your survival chances? And, and, exactly. and here's the thing. The thing is, is that like survival isn't actually the end all be all it's it's about return on investment mm, that's a good way to put so it so if you if you, let's say if you have a 50% survival rate you have a 50% survival rate i have a 50% survival rate if i if i spend twice as much on gear i make half as much as you it's as simple yeah. as that it's a, like yeah. so if the shit that i'm using is clearly just as effective as the shit you're using maybe it's because you're twice as good as me and so that you can John Wick your way out of those situations. Maybe that's the case. Um, yeah. But I mean, that's just what it comes down to. Like you have to look and see like what you're investing. And now in order to start off with like, well, what do I start with? Right? Like, I don't yeah. know what my survivor rate is. You, you're just going to have to use the shit you have. Just yeah. use it. And you'll start to see like, wow, the one time I went to use an Alton and an HK and 995, I was running. And I got one tapped in the back of the head and it was like, does that actually save my life? But then the next time you run into a group of a five man with Makarovs and they go bang, bang, bang. And you're like the fucking destroyer of worlds. Yeah, just the whole just like, ka -ching, ka -ching, ka -ching, bang, hatchet. You know, like it doesn't matter because yeah. you're just unkillable because they have yeah. one mag of, you know, uh, water balloon bullets. So it, it just doesn't matter. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, People just need to realize that um, the only time that, that those things are going to make a difference 
is over the long run when it comes to big numbers. Because yeah. if 995 has a frag chance of 35 and it has a little bit more pen, okay, well, compare that to something that has a 20, 25% frag chance and a little bit less pen. You're talking about the percent chance of one bullet penetrating one yeah. armor and hitting one limb, which may or may not, I might black the guy's arm out. It might hit him in the head and go through and hit another guy in the head. But like, yeah, you can't run the numbers like that. You have to say, let me do a million iterations in my head. And this is why I built the simulation in Battle Buddy to do a yeah. thousand fights with random distributions and a fragmentation chances to figure out like what's it's the wild. what's the uh like how do you compare the time to kill? Because effectively speaking, that's the only time where it matters is if I'm looking at you and I have my yeah. gun pointed at you and you have your gun pointed at me and we shoot at each other at the same time, or even if it's I'm a little bit late, but you have to figure yeah. out in, a, in an aim duel, my stuff and my performance has to outweigh your stuff and your performance. My performance might be 10x with nothing. I might be a god and it doesn't matter because I'm that much better than you that I can one-tap you in the face and your gear doesn't yeah. matter. You can use... like. To me, the skill and the situation is like 90% of this bar. Um, and the gear is the 10%. The thing is, yeah. is that the average player, those, those two, the skill are pretty much the same. So that's where the bar is the equalizer is against the yeah. average person. The gear yep. will help you. But against any of the outliers, if you face a bunch of below average people, then everything you've invested is pointless. Um, yep. and so again, there, there's, there's so many different calculations you can do. Yeah. Um, I, I did this when I was, when I, uh, last wipe, uh, at the end of the wipe, when I was basically saying like all there was on factory was hatchlings and I was, uh, I would basically have a million rubles in a kit. Now it was either hatchlings with the occasional like SKS or, or hunter, or actually this is before the hunter or Mosin where it was like. If I go in and I win 90% of the time and I have a million ruble kit oh, yeah. and I die one out of those times, but I, I'm not going to walk out with anything other than some dog tags. So yeah. I actually would make like orders of magnitude less money than the Mosling who would go in and die nine times, but the and one then, time <laughs> would kill me. He just made 10x money and I lost yeah. 100x money, you know? So like... Yep. You just have to think about it practically. The easiest way to do that is survival rate versus investment versus average return. Do like 10 runs. Write it down in an Excel spreadsheet yeah. and, and try to you know, figure out what it is. Um, you'll be depressed with the outcome because <laughs> you're going to realize like, wow, I can't. And this is another calculator I'm eventually going to do where there's going to be three sliders. And what you do is you'll fill in two. And the third one is the output. So you can say, given my survival rate oh. and given how much I can take out of a raid, because maybe you're going shoreline or maybe you're going labs, yeah. what, what is the most I can invest to break even? Or given what I invest in my survival rate, what do I have to leave a raid with yeah. to be profitable? Or given um, my investment and my, what I take out, what does my survival rate need to be in order for me to break even? That's so interesting. So there's three variables 
Um, yeah. Some of the, the things you have more control over than others. Everybody's different. Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna make that. It, it's a really fucking easy calculator to make. Really, it's just figuring out the UI and taking the time to do it. But I want. Why do, do you that. think? Why do you think? Because like what we're talking about makes so much sense. And I would think, and and just I guess correct me if there's any like bad thinking here, but like over time, which uh, Tarkov, especially since the flea market's been out, we've had plenty of time. It's been over a year. I, I'm surprised that the the most efficient, not the just numerically best stuff doesn't like rise to the top. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, it's so easy Natural when you talk selection. about it. Yeah, to, to see that like, you're right, that like using, especially depending on where I'm going, using a more budget kit is going to net me more money. So I'm going to be one of the players with the most money. But what we get is the red buffer tube with one more ergo is 10 times the amount of the other buffer tube or the this hand grip. Like you could build an M4 with second best mods from top to bottom, barely be able to tell a difference that there's recoil at all. And you can you could build four M4s. Because some because some people print money effectively. They have no problem making money because they are so efficient with whatever their system is or whatever that once you get to the point where you have a hundred million rubles or whatever, then then you would pay Yeah. You'll pay three hundred thousand dollars for like your gold covered leaf caviar because it just doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. The money has no meaning to you anymore. It's literally just give me the best because I want the best because I can afford the best, even though it's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, it's like the equivalent of a fucking Ferrari. Like you can buy a three hundred thousand dollar car. It's when it comes, you're not going to drive it faster on the road with 35 mile an hour speed no. limit than my Toyota Corolla, you know, but it doesn't matter. But, but that's what's so interesting to me is that like in a normal world, Joe Schmo with 500 million real dollars who buys his Ferrari doesn't affect me. But like, it feels like somehow he's convinced all the people that make what I make that the only way to drive on the road is with the Ferrari. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, if he's just, if it doesn't matter to him, it's not surprising that he buys his 200 rounds of 995 and then lists them. But it's like, why are people buying them? It's, how did they convince us? How did they convince us that we need the red buffer tube every raid? Because that's like, it, if they were buying all that stuff and then putting it up on the flea market for tons of money and nobody was buying it, it would just be like, whatever. But it's like, it's, it's because wild. It's the same reason why you buy Jordan's or you buy, you know, fucking, I can't think of any sports metaphors for, you know, like just <laughs> you see the person with the thing and you say, I want to be like them yeah. and this will help me. Oh, he, Ghost Freak uses a Logitech fucking G Pro. It's so true. Oh, I'm, it's uh, what's your DPI? You know, like those are the questions why they, they assume I can't succeed. So the lowest common denominator for wanting to, if you see somebody that's successful, you say, okay, what is what do they do to succeed? The yeah. easiest but most short-sighted thing is to say, what gear do they use? What maps do they go to? And and um like what actual real life like peripherals are they using? Because those must give them advantage. It's the same yeah. reason why you gotta buy the five thousand dollar guitar, even though if you take Steve Vai and you give him a forty-nine dollar Squire Stratocaster, he's gonna yeah. sound like Steve Vai when you close he's his eyes because like it's Steve in Vi. his fingers. 
yeah. but, but people Dude, see so, Steve Vai playing and they're like, it must be the guitar. It's so true. You're so right. It's exactly like the real world. The like the rich people build their wealth on real actual business principles and then live their lives and make us feel like we can't live our lives without the result of their work and not the actual process of their work. And I was actually talking to my buddy about this the other day. Like, I so badly want to get a guy who's just like notoriously just like disgusting at Tarkov. Like, you could pick any of them. Like, like pick Warren. It's like, okay, I want I want to get Warren to do an eight hour stream with nothing but a VSS level three armor, twenty rounders, and SP five, because he's going to do just as good. Because yeah. it's because it's it's exactly it's mechanical. But what happens is. The guys with 400 million rubles build their wealth on smart playing. And then, like you said, you're absolutely right. Then they're like, well, I've got 400 million rubles. The one ergo on the red buffer tube, it's worth it to me. And then they buy it. And then, then they're only running it. And then we watch them and we're like, damn, like, I need that. I need that gun. Yeah, it, it's, man, it's, like, so it's like right. rich people. You're a lot so of, right. We're a lot seeing of times... the result. No, yeah, I was going to say, a lot of times they get rich because they're like frugal. Right. So like the, the the thing is with me, yeah. I'm the way that I typically uh play during the beginning of the wipe is I am spending a bunch of money on quests because that's an investment, and I'm spending a bunch of money on uh the hideout. Yeah. Um, which is just a big ass money sink at the beginning. But what ends up happening is I make two or three million rubles because I'm going efficient. And then it's like, well, now I want to enjoy myself and and splurge and get some of the good shit, which then is inefficient and I lose money. And then I realize, oh, I have no money left. Let me go back down to being efficient. So I'm constantly at the profitable to losing money. It's a big fucking sine wave. Yeah. I mean, and that's how I am. And that's why I constantly get the where's all your money, even though I never do money runs i don't do pistol runs sometimes they're fun for like the challenge of a pistol run but like there are other other streamers and there's nothing wrong with like just going into the backpack and a pistol and just doing shoreline for a 10 hours straight or whatever like you'll make shit tons of money Um, yeah i just don't i just hate putting myself in a position where if even if you're on shoreline and you come across a four-man squad and all you have is a pistol you're like this would be so sick if i actually had like a rifle you know yeah but instead now i gotta run away but yeah, I gotta run away, or I gotta like sh- take one pot shot, let them heal, and then I run away, and now I'm back to square one. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, uh, and, and the fact that for the most part, I don't, uh, I don't take handouts from chat usually until I'm done with quests, and then sometimes I'll do viewer kits or whatever. Yeah. So the fact that I'm investing all my money as soon as I get a million rubles, I'll go and fucking buy level two medical bay or whatever and that's like that's nine hundred thousand rubles and then yeah. i'll go and do uh you know some mid-level runs with all of the gear i have and ensure everything and whatever and it's like well now all my money's gone but then i'm like hoarding a bunch of items over the course of a week in my scav junk box and then i sell all of that plus some of the ammo that i've gotten that i like 995 that i was holding on to and all of a sudden yeah. i've got five million everybody's like where'd all your money come from <laughs> and then I spend it all because it's a part of the game, yeah. investing it in the hideout and doing quests and yep. spending it on gear. <sighs> it's yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's 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 so it's so interesting. In my but, opinion, the way the the way that like they're gonna have to deal with the whole once you get past a certain point, like using the top tier shit is not really worth it um financially, but it might be fun. Um 
like imagine if there was if you're playing in an arena mode and it's like 3v3 that's where yeah. the best shit matters because yep. everybody you're gonna fight is gonna be like war on and they're all gonna be level six armor because yep. you need that's when it makes sense it doesn't make sense to 100%. run 995 and level six if everybody you're running up against is level three with mid-tier stuff because you yeah you're only increasing your survivability but their profitability is 10 times what yours is because you're going to be downgrading when you pick up their shit they're going to be yeah. upgrading big time so yeah i mean yeah. that's just these are just all things you, you have to keep in mind you make them more money by running like because like they you might kill them in that raid but by being a part of a group of people that only runs the bet it just means the one time mosin man comes across you he makes way more money because of your decision to run it but i hadn't thought about that in arena mode, the absolute minute you add competition, you squeeze it down. You squeeze it all the way down to like 98% of the people I'm going to come across are going to be level 6. They're going to have the red buffer tube. They're going to have it. So, I mean, we don't know about the arena or if there's going to be scavs or if they're going to squeeze out more of the RNG and just like you squeeze your potential down to like so small that now those micro changes and percentages might actually carry a difference over over the long term but then also so you're probably not going to lose your gear too is, is my guess is yeah. that like it's almost like a cod loadout where yeah. so in that case like you are going to min max to do the thing yeah. that makes the most sense for you and there are going to be some people who are like i'm going to choose level five armor over level six because i want that speed I'm not yes, going to be the tank. 5%, yeah. I'm, I'm Tracer, right? I'm not fucking Junkrat or whatever, right? Yeah, like, there's yeah. going to be that kind of thing where it's like, then the meta is going to shift from, you know, people using VSSs and VALs to, I mean, there's so many interesting things that you have to consider too. Like, as, as powerful as um, the VAL is, even with like, even with BP or whatever, if you have a 30 yeah. round mag, if you come across a five man, I mean, you're going to take two or three bullets. If you're a god, you're going to go brr, 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 and you're going to be able to headshot them all, right? But like, yeah. that's not how those fights go. The dude no. runs out and you go brr, and now you're halfway through the mag. But then if his two buddies peek out, you're, you're just dead. Whereas yeah. if I have a Vepper 136 with BP ammo, I can go pop, 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 pop and kill five guys with those six bullets. And now I, I even though I don't have the fully auto AK. The fact that I only need, I, I need to take in less ammo with me and yeah. I can be just as effective and more precise. And if you think about like the killing power, when I kill somebody with a Vepper, I'm aiming for the head. So it's going to be yeah. one to three bullets to take down every single person with yep. the Val. It's usually like one mag per person, honestly, like normally, yeah. because even if it's a 20 round mag, you're going to, spend 15 bullets because it's yeah brrr, that mag is useless even though it's got six bullets to let i mean you're not yeah. using that mag again um so the fact of the matter is with a 30 round mag out of um like an m1 or a vepper or mm -hmm. in my case yeah. the the adar and the tx people ask me why don't i just use the m4 because i play differently and when if a scav runs by today i was i was streaming and a, sc a scav ran by and went with the hk and he was dead but it was like that was 20 bullets if i had the tx i would have gone and he would have been dead yep so it's so true yeah with a 30 round mag you have the capability of killing 10 to 20 people yeah the way that i play 
obviously it's not like that all the time, but with yeah. an HK with a 60 round mag, that's going to be two people. So if you think about the same bullet and the same gun effectively, but when I'm in semi-auto and I'm aiming in a different way than the full auto spray meta, yeah, I can kill 10 times more people with one tenth of the ammo. So yeah. it's like, dude, why, why don't you just make it full auto? Because it's not necessarily better. Yeah. It might be. Because if three it's, guys yeah. come at me all at once, sure. Like, point firing, exactly. brrr, like, I, I can take them all down. You know, but if I'm a medium distance fight against a bunch of dudes having, like, a DMR semi-auto with, you know, decent yeah. bullets and head tapping is just going to be more effective. So you need to figure and out what your play style is. And there's just a lot of maps where, like, even if you're a close quarters combat kind of guy and you're running woods for a quest, there's just not a lot of times you're going to turn a corner and be like, oh, this guy's four feet away from me. You know what I mean? It's just like shoreline outside of the resort, woods, you know, even a lot of interchange. Interchange can kind of be both, but like, there's just, there just lend itself to like, oh, I spotted a guy 50 yards away. If I had a Vepper and a Valde, I can take this guy out easy money, but I've got a VSS and a PK06. I have to like stalk him. I have to follow him. I have to hope I don't make noise. He doesn't hear me, but I hear him. Where's he going up or down? And, and so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's not even just like if I like to be a medium range player, long range player, close quarters player. There's also just, once again, the game almost like demanding certain styles of play. Like Woods is just so hard to just run a PK06. You know what I mean? It's just like yep. you're just going to struggle. You know what I mean? Anybody with a Valde is just going to have an advantage. It doesn't mean they're always going to win. They're just going to have that advantage. So it's super interesting. I'm super interested to see how... Because going back to what you were saying about ammo, about like there's like six AK ammos that are just like... You could mold them into like one useless ammo. Just like don't use these six because at level one trader, you have access to this and it's just the best. Like, yeah. I'm interested to see how, because like on one hand, I'm like, I almost, on one hand, it's like, just eliminate those ammos and make it like the VSS. Because I feel like the VSS is in a cool spot. Like SP5, obviously very usable. SP6, a little bit better. SPP is almost like the meta. And then BP is like, what is money? It doesn't matter to me. But then the AK, it's just, you're such a wider thing. So on one hand, yeah. it's like, you could balance it out by just getting rid of a lot of those. But then we hear Nikita through the Walker. grapevine every once in a while all these different things about like um, there's going to be different types of bleeds and then different ways you have to I've administer help. Really? Okay, so like I've heard Deadly talk about it and I had read about it I think maybe on the wiki but like the plan is for there to be like minor bleeds and like maybe more significant bleeds that are harder to do and like a hollow point oh. round. Like basically it's like there's going to be a reason like like, I'm going to mess you up if I get a few shots on you with hollow point. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, like a level bleed. three bleed will need like three bandages. Yeah. So having like, like, like rip ammo, having an ammo that's like fragments, it's not just yes. more damage. It's going to be like different, more, yes. more, more damaging damage. Yeah. But seriously, I mean, yeah. because then imagine like you get two shots off on somebody like an arm and a leg shot. I, we don't know, obviously, this is just conjecture here, but yeah, like a few level three bleeds where maybe on the that person who's got those bleeds, it's not just like a two second application of a bandage. It's like, because they have a, they have teased. There was this thing I thought was so weird. It was like a syringe and it had like pellets in it. And I actually found out that that's like oh. a thing that you like pop a pellet and like the blood makes it like 
And it's like, that's for like Cauterizing stuff. wounds. So it, yeah, so now it might be a five second thing that only this thing stops level three bleeds. And now I can push you because you're effed up and you're so effed up you can't even fight me back. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like that, that's interesting. So if, if, if you get like leg meta with in the future, let's say rip ammo, the nine mil is like fragmentation's fixed and there's this new mechanic where yeah you know if they hit you in the femoral artery you've got yeah. seconds before you're gonna bleed out yeah that but you know maybe it's only a five percent chance or something where that's gonna make a difference in the long run where it might be worth using it it's not gonna make it so that yeah. it's like you you don't want to if, if it was a 90 percent chance then everybody would just do that yeah, right nobody would use armor pen it would just be leg metal. exactly but, it, but um, i'm interested yeah. going back to there's so many different ak rounds i'm interested to see like can they just through game mechanics make more of them viable? Because I'd love to see that because it's just like variety is so and good. suppressors like, with subsonic yes. with subsonic oh like US God. ammo. Imagine if you use an AK suppressed and if you use BP, it's loud as fuck. But if you yep. use ultrasonic, uh, sorry, oh. not ultrasonic US. I always say ultrasonic for some reason US, which is subsonic. <laughs> um, yeah, it's it's super fast. Um, no, but if you use US ammo then sure you're gonna yeah. have much lower muzzle velocity but it's gonna be fucking silent right because that's a lot yeah. of suppressors are meant to be used with subsonic ammo so there's a lot of different cool things that they can do yeah for sure and and then that could change change the meta completely Seriously. um but i like that that they're like the variety i just want them to this is the first time i've heard about these things so clearly they're like they can improve i think on sharing yeah. the vision there's a lot of things that like when I talked to Nikita about like, you need to do this and this and this, otherwise this feature doesn't make sense. He's like, oh, but yeah, but we're planning on doing this, and it's like, and that changes oh, everything. Well, that that makes this whole thing obsolete, right? Like, oh, I didn't yeah. fucking realize like the weight system before, where it was like nobody, the weight was never a thing. I honestly thought that like radiation was gonna affect me before weight was like weight was just a number that never yeah. mattered to me and then all of a sudden it was like now it's the most important thing in the goddamn raid um yeah i wonder how many other things nikita's gonna pull out and surprise us with and i don't think it's like like i think he would i don't think he's like wants to tease it i just think he's got no. so much in his head that he just doesn't know what he's fucking talked about he doesn't know he's yeah. probably got a magic binder book a little black book of fucking ideas that Tarkov, the Tarkov yeah. Bible. And that's the it's such a, a double-edged sword, such a double-edged sword to like tease those things. You know what I mean? Because like something like Streets of Tarkov, you know, there was like footage of there's footage of somebody like roaming through Streets of Tarkov in the like OG 2017 trailer. Yep. And Nikita said on the podcast that they're like, all right, we deleted that basically and we're starting Streets of Tarkov over. So that's the like that's the bad side of like when you tease something too early and it can just feel like an eternity before it comes out or if you tease something uh that's going to change a mechanic people might not want to play you know what i mean like if they had teased the weight mechanic too much people would have been like i don't know like it's but then also we would have we wouldn't have complained for so long about so many other things like why exactly. does this matter when weight doesn't matter oh because yeah, weight's gonna matter the, the other side is exactly is that it gives us something to latch onto. it gives us like uh, like a hope of a potential fix or a potential X, Y, Z. So it's really like, because I struggle with that. I'm like, man, what I would give to just like sit down with Nikita for two hours and only talk about like the theory crafting stuff and none of like state of the game. I don't care about servants performance. I don't care about cheaters. I just want to hear about Tarkov. 
But then what would be the damage of that? How much of that would I hang on to? And then in two years, he's like, yeah, but we never expected this. And so this had to pivot. And I'm like, oh no, but I love this. And so it's it's such a hard, like I, I empathize. Like I really feel empathy for them in their current situation. You know what I mean? We've heard him say things like, at one point, we thought if there were 30,000 concurrent players, we had succeeded. That was like our bar for success. And it's like 220 concurrent players. Like, it's just, they're just putting out fires. Like, when was the last time Nikita got to sit down and talk about what Streets was going to look like or something? Maybe it's all the time, but I just like, it's, it feels like a burden to have an early access game with this much attention because, well, because you're trying to make that game, but you're trying to keep it alive. Like, for, from a developer's perspective, and and Nikita's on, he's on like the the side of every team I've been on. You know, there's like there's developers, then there's like a manager, and then there's like the the product owners, the product managers, Ooh, who are the ones okay. that are like between the customers and the engineers that are saying these are the things we need to prioritize and we need to do. Now, a lot of times the biggest issue is that they are not close enough with the engineering. And they're not close enough with the end users. They're just in the middle and they know what they know. Like it's usually I know how what this product is, and I have a vision for what these theoretical users are going to want with this cool thing that I have. Yeah. But it's like it's not connected necessarily to the real world. Too many product managers think that like we need to work on this feature. This is so important. And, and they're focused on it for a year, but like nobody fucking asked for the feature. That's and so we don't want to build it so that when we end up building it, it's like what the fuck was this? We didn't want to do it. And then, you know, then when it doesn't succeed, they blame it on engineering because not, not that nobody wanted, you know, this dumb feature. Um, yeah. But, but Nikita's the kind of guy where when product is out in front saying to the users in a press release, we're going to do X, Y, and Z, engineering is like, what the fuck's he doing? <laughs> It was my Christmas, you know, like Dude, I believe that. I mean, like, you, I bet it, the developers hate the podcasts. <laughs> it was on the, the, the on the last podcast. He literally said something where the guy was like, like, don't do don't tell oh, him that man. because someone was asking, like, when is it going to be? And he's like, oh, you know, maybe this, maybe that. And, and the guy's oh. like, the guy's like, fuck, you just signed us up for like you just committed to this thing that now. You know, we've got other shit we're working on. We've got deadlines. Yeah, that's that's such a great example because I'm pretty sure that was Steam Audio where he was like, next podcast, we'll have a demo. And, and the guy was like, fuck. <laughs> and then I make a video about Steam Audio. People come into my channel and they're like, when is it going to be? I'm like, I don't know, but there's going to be a demo next podcast. So so that's <laughs> when I kind of feel bad. So that's when like as much as Nikita would love, yeah. I know he would love to talk about his vision for the game. He yep. He knows that what he'd essentially be doing is saying, I'm going to make this game tomorrow exactly like this, everyone. I promise you, and you can hold me contractually yeah. to it. And that, that the internet will take it as that, and not just a guy who's excited and who's passionate and who it doesn't <sighs> yeah. necessarily make the final decisions on everything and have the final information on all these things. Yeah. So it's going to change. Deadlines are going to move. Priorities are going to change. Um, they're going to see how the, the emergence of behaviors and metas and experiences with all of these things like when they change how meds work but then also change how weight works but then also change the yeah. quests but then also change the player base but then also it's like it's like weather and the economy you don't there's no way to know when yep. you turn this dial fucking everything changes because yep. there's a and but there's a billion fucking dials 
yeah. everywhere. You know, you change the price of one item, but that item is used for this thing, which can be used to craft this thing, which can be used as a barter item with mechanics. So now the price oh of God, the price yeah. of croutons is inexorably tied to a 995 price because you can get from A to Z. Well, now Man. if 995 goes up, the price of croutons goes up because it can be traded, traded, crafted, traded, made, which is why the price of like the green gunpowder and the uh, the yeah. OFZ is exactly what it, it's it's literally to the point where it's ninety eight percent of the cost of sixty rounds of nine nine five because people are willing to fucking they're willing to make one ruble for their hours worth of time they won't make yeah. zero but they'll make nope, one so everything goes one. right up to that amount and then it's like well now it's no longer worth doing this thing or no longer worth doing this thing this trade was good f for a while until I talked about it and then now everybody does it. Well, then now that drives the price up to the equilibrium point where there's no profit in it, you know? So, yeah, man, it's so, it's so interesting. It's, it's rough. I feel, but it's hard because like, we'll never be able to know how, like, how us playing the game made a difference over time. Like, you know what I mean? Things like the flea market or the hideout or the, the weight system and stuff like that. Like we, you know what I mean? If, if, if they had just served us up, this is Escape from Tarkov 1.0, enjoy, like, you know, a lot of games, like, who knows what that would have looked like without, like you were saying, every dial switch, they see how it impacts 100,000 players, and they can make adjustments, and because they would never have, really know that. They would have, I mean, if this wasn't an open access, uh, uh, like a beta game, early access game, what they would have is they would have tons of product owners, and by product owner, I mean, like, they own a feature. So like there's a guy you're leading the weight feature yeah. team with uh, three or four or five or ten developers underneath them. Um, there's like a UX person on that feature designing UI and, you know, whatever, doing translations. And then there's someone saying, OK, here are the features as a user. These are the things that I want that gets broken down into Joe. You're working on this thing from today until Thursday. Steve, you're working on these two things plus this bug, you know, for the next two weeks, um, you know, whatever you're on infrastructure, you're supporting whatever. And then like you're an intern, so you're just fucking floating doing whatever bullshit, you know, comes up. Um, yeah. And then then it gets built and then it goes out in front of QA and it gets hammered for hours and weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks until they're like, if you click on this thing, then spin your chair around, unplug your mouse and plug it back in. Well, now your cursor's missing. Okay, well, I guess I'll fix that bug so that gets assigned to Joe. So then yeah. they're working through all these things, and then now the feature's like shipped and delivered. Um, and they move on to something else, but like that feature has been tested. And by that, I mean before that, then actually probably give it to user testers. So internal or maybe yeah. external beta testers who it's like, we'll give it to 50 people, we'll let them play for three hours, we'll take notes, figure out what their feedback is, maybe we'll tweak it a little bit, then we'll give it to another. 50 group of uh, people you know we do that with websites and with apps where it's like we want this feature do we want the button over here do we want this to be like this it should oh, it be 10 pages yeah. or 10 pages that scroll or 100 pages that you know don't scroll or one big giant page you know those are the things that like which what's good you sometimes don't know until you put it in front of people yeah but right now we are the ones giving the feedback and part of the problem is that we're the ones giving the feedback and right now it's pretty much filtered to nikita through what gets complained about on Reddit and through yeah. streamers. That's basically it. What's complained about on Reddit and what's get filtered through streamers, which are it is not 
it's both of them are really kind of perverted yeah like mutants of what the entire community as a whole is because like yeah. we take in thousands of streamers we take in thousands of people's opinions a day filter it through our own personal filters and biases and then give them to the developers and we're also spitting it back out and sort of infecting the group the, the, the yeah, crowd yeah. With, with our preferences um and then people on you know reddit are complaining and sometimes it's fucking spot on and there's really good stuff there a lot of yeah. times it's just bitching for the sake of bitching um and it's it's not fruitful at all and that just ends up like making nikita and the devs frustrated and annoyed and it doesn't actually help the process but yeah. um but we're there's there's something to be said about having an expert design something that they're an expert in designing putting it out in front of people and iterating it based on feedback like scientific unbiased testing yeah. feedback that they're able to like watch somebody behind the, the one-sided glass and say like oh they didn't click on the button for 30 seconds they couldn't find the button clearly the button's in the wrong place instead yep. of people saying we couldn't find the button we couldn't but because sometimes you don't even know what you don't know yeah we used to do this all the time um at my the, the robotics company where you'd put the fucking app in someone's hand and the robot in front of them and you'd say do this thing and they'd go okay and you'd have a five percent success rate when we've been building this and working on it for months oh, wow. because we just we're in a mindset where we're the engineers yeah. we know the flow and it just so happens that like this th there was there was one really funny anecdote where there's a button on the robot and you needed to press the button in a particular way actually it might have been two buttons to press them in a, in a particular way to get the robot into this mode where you can like set it up okay we were like okay people are having a hard time with the button so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a big fucking giant image of the robot and we're gonna see you see a hand touching the buttons on the robot in a particular way and it's gonna say touch the button it's on the robot in this way and 50% of the people we put it like our target audience would look at the the image and they would say oh on the robot okay they touch the the image of the robot like 50% of the people touch wow. the image and it's like that is the crucial step of like <laughs> unlock the box and then now once you unlock it with the key you can do the thing nobody could ever find the key they'd be putting the key in their nose like am I doing it That's right wild. and but when you put the robot in the hands of a some 60 year old lady that you know that she got for yep. Christmas or whatever she doesn't have somebody standing with her that can help her she's just yep. gonna get frustrated and put the thing away and not use it and that's so you need like we don't have yeah. experts designing these things in an expert way and people digesting it we have a whole bunch of people doing things that they're maybe not experts in analyzing yeah. and yeah and so. then not a great way to submit the feedback like you were saying like because like you're saying both sides of that coin that you were saying have produced good results for the game and then equally as frustrating and 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 setbacks you know what i mean hmm. <sighs> yep so, I mean, that's why I think that Nikita really responds well to well thought out. If someone comes up with a mock-up yeah. of like a menu, he listens to that. It doesn't matter that they're not a streamer. If someone can Photoshop up, because what it is, is it's saying, here's a problem. Here's the problem statement. Let me demonstrate it in a visual way. And let me show you a solution, something that you can look at and you can kind of visualize and test and then compare and see how it's better. Yeah. Feel like I'll go change the menus now. And that's why, like, when I did videos on bugs, he 
to fucking patch him in a week. It's not because I'm yeah. a streamer and he just wants to listen to streamers. It's because it's the only way you can get into the head of somebody that has a million pieces of information, most of which is garbage coming at them. When yeah. you have the one silver bullet that's like, oh, I can see this thing clear as day. It's a golden fucking egg that was just given to me. The answer was given to me. I didn't even yeah. realize there's a problem. And now I see the problem and I see a solution. Great. Normally that's done by an employee. And that's when formats like Reddit and YouTube are perfect. Because like if you made a video about something ridiculous, you know what I mean? Like you'd get downvoted to hell. Like, you know what I mean? Same thing on Reddit. Like if I if I Photoshop like the main menu should look like this and it looks terrible, like that, that's that's gonna get downvoted. So that's when it like works. When you have somebody who is like, it's not but unfortunately, like negative negativity is so viral too exactly so if i just if i complain about something i can farm upvotes you know what i mean or if i make a video complaining about something and that's unfortunate because that system works really well as a way to produce feedback if you can if i can because there have been a few times where someone's like yo the main menu should look like this and it just gets ripped and and exactly because then nikita can be like oh my gosh like Thousands of people see this a different way than I see it. It makes sense because I see it from the back end. And if they're seeing it from this way and they all have the same opinion, maybe something should change. So yeah, it's, it's not it's even high like quality constructive. That's yeah, that's what makes exactly. the difference. Not a paragraph saying, I hate how I can't make money. It's bullshit. Yeah. It's only the best players. It's like, no, if you could actually analyze why it is you're not making money, well, then you could probably make like a risk reward analysis fucking infographic. And then yeah. Nikita would listen, you know? Yeah. Yep. It's it's hard. It's it's rough. But then yeah, then it's it's just hard cuz what what's the what's the expectation of the person? Like we would we would do that, but like, you know, some random person who bought the game for $40, like are they going to go through that effort? Should they? I don't even know. I don't even know the answer to that question. It's a hard question. I think so much of it goes down to what I was talking about earlier about like the um the uh, expectation and how like Tarkov is you know fundamentally different from like CS, you know, and it demands something different of you. And if you come at Tarkov because it's got super realistic guns and super realistic mods and your favorite streamers playing it and you want it to be CS, you're gonna get super frustrated. Yeah. And I felt that like I I feel like in my super unmathematic brain, I I feel that that's such a contributor to like the like bogus feedback we get just like the just the bull crap that serves nothing that like litters everywhere twitch chat reddit youtube comments it's because like and the weight system is such a great uh example of that because like the weight system stood directly in opposition of a cs boy wanting to play it's like you're telling me i'm slower you're telling me my movement speed changes that's always been a thing like why is it when i'm heavier my mouse like that doesn't mechanically make sense and the way system stood just directly in the face of you wanting tarkov to just be cs in tarkov and reddit just blew up with just like this is this is garbage this is going to ruin the game this is going to ruin the game and it's like if you just understood that what this game was supposed to be, you would not approach it that way. And it's like, it, it feels like so many people just don't, I don't know if it's, they don't understand what Tarkov is supposed to be, if they don't care what Tarkov is supposed to be or whatever it is. But I just feel like so much of that is because you're just approaching the game fundamentally 
different. You know what I mean? Like you can't play League of Legends like like solo or any of these team sports. Like I'm just like a solo dude running it. It's like you're never going to get anywhere because that's just not how this game works. And yeah. sometimes I feel like there's a huge disconnect there with like it just looks so cool. There's there's something to be said about wanting to what Tarkov is supposed to be is like this nebulous thing that only Nikita knows. Um, So there's a number of different ways to get there, but at the end of the day, people say, I know where Tarkov is now, and I know where I would want it to go. Where it's supposed to be is irrelevant to most people, and I'm not going to lie, kind of like irrelevant to me. If, If I have an idea that I think would make it the greatest game of all time, and it's different in some way than what like Nikita envisioned that may or may not be a good like yeah, because maybe Nikita didn't think of this thing and maybe it would be revolutionary and game changing right like who knows or maybe it's just or he could tweak it and be like wow with just a few minor adjustments that fits in this hole that we had like, like- put an arena mode it's not what Tarkov was supposed to be but it will satisfy the people who want to be competitive you know, yeah. and it, it'll attract a new audience. You know, there's pluses and minuses to all these things that, you know, you can, I think people should advocate for the changes that they think are going to benefit uh, the game, not just benefit them. Um, yeah. If they happen to be, if they were a cookie cutter representation of the average player, then by all means, what's good for you is what's good for the game. Sure. Yeah. But the thing is, is that nobody can know what that is and we all yeah. have to we all have to guess. So you, you kind of need to try to be as objective as you can. Um, see where you want the game to go and try to figure out how that aligns with the vision. Um, and mm. ultimately, because that's what the community, that's what we've been doing. And that's why I think we've kind of, we have a lasso on Nikita where we're just like, fucking don't go. <laughs> You can't. Nope. Nope. Too fucking far. Nope. You want to. You want permadeath. Nope. Nope. Reel it in. Reel it in, Nikita. Reel it in, bud. Like yeah. you know. And then there are other people that are like, Oh well, I want it. You know, three hundred bullets to die, and I want leg armor in. And it's like, fuck out of here, kid. Like, yeah. Get your hands off the rope. Get out of here. You know, there's there's some middle ground where yeah, where the game can be amazing and also hardcore and realistic, but not on fun. Yeah. And that's where we come in. Because without us, Nikita would make Pain Simulator 1997, you know, and we're, we want it to be Pain and Fun Simulator. Olympics 98. <laughs> yeah, it's true. So, but I, I think at this point, uh, we, uh, we should probably wrap it up. Um, another, yep. uh, another super interesting episode. I could talk about this shit for fucking hours and hours and hours. Um, in the, uh, I know in the next couple of episodes we've got uh, a bunch of potential topics. Um, we 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 may or may not be uh, talking about if any news comes up. We might you know throw out all these ideas and jump on something. Mm-hmm. But um, but kind of to give a little bit of maybe a teaser about some of the things that we want. Um, and then also I would say you know leave comments either uh, if you guys are uh, listening on YouTube or you know you hop into our Discord or you know Twitter or whatever. Give us some ideas. Yeah. Um, about what you'd want to what you'd want to hear about. We want to talk about things like, uh, you know, get a little bit in depth on the hideout. Um, talk about like our origins to Tarkov, what got us here, um, some other stuff like that. So, like I said, let us know what you guys want to, uh, what you guys want us to to get into, and uh, and yeah, we uh, we'll be back next week. It looks like uh, we're we're 
we're pretty good on schedule now with um, Mondays. Yeah. Mondays around nine in the morning is when uh, is when I'm gonna schedule everything to release on YouTube and then on uh, most of the podcast platforms. So uh, keep a lookout, follow us, subscribe, share with your friends, and everything. Um, we would love for this uh, this podcast to grow and uh, and you know Absolutely. it'd be it'd be super cool to to you know have this at some point be uh, you know much bigger to the point where we're doing. Uh, having guests on, doing interviews, selling merch, you know, whatever. <laughs> it's so much fun. So, yeah, absolutely. So, thank you all so much, as always, for stopping by, and we will see you on the next one. Peace.